As you know, we've been gradually expanding the instructions to include all aspects of our experience. The intention in this practice is that our mindfulness can open to and include everything, that nothing needs to be excluded from the field of our mindfulness. And by doing this, we can develop a continuity of practice that really supports the deepening, the sense of presence, the sense of acceptance of our experience. We've talked about the Satipatthana Sutta, that text that describes this practice in great detail and has a number of different ways of being with experience, even just in the realm of the body. I talked in my talk on the body last week about the different aspects of body-based practices. One of the areas of practice that the Buddha emphasizes, a really simple um, way of describing practice, is that we should be mindful in all four postures, sitting, walking, (laughs) standing and lying down. I often say, if a list goes beyond two, I have to write it down. (laughs) Sitting, walking, standing, and lying down. We give a lot of emphasis to the sitting posture. We talk a lot about being present, how to do it, the different things we can be mindful of. We talk a little bit about walking. Not enough, I don't think. I think we could say more about practicing in, in walking meditation. But on many retreats, we say virtually nothing about standing or lying down meditation. So that's what I want to talk about today, and particularly standing meditation. The Buddha said we should be aware in this important posture. It's a posture we often find ourselves in here on retreat, certainly in our lives, standing waiting for something, standing waiting for in line for the meals or outside an interview or Uh, outside a shower or a bathroom. Even in our walking, there's often periods where we're just standing. So really being able to include that very easily and naturally in our mindfulness is an important part of the practice. It's also a great balancer of energy. If you're sleepy, there is nothing better than standing up to bring energy into the body and the mind. And as teachers, we're always very happy when we see people standing in the meditation hall because it means they're really serious about waking up and literally being awake in the practice. But I also think it can help balancing other energies as well, the restlessness that I spoke about last night. If you stand, there's more energy required, there's more engagement in the physical posture, so it can be a real balancing for that. So I'm hoping, I'm wanting to lead this meditation this morning to give some encouragement to incorporating this into your practice on a regular basis. So we will be doing some standing meditation this morning. Many people I know have a resistance to standing meditation. So notice what happens in the mind as I say that. There's a kind of a grumbling going on. Oh, I like my comfortable seated posture. I curl up under my shawl and you know, shut the world out and I can just go into my own little realm. Is there a sense of reactivity, resistance to this idea of standing? Does it seem it takes too much effort? Really just to notice what happens 
uh, when this idea of uh, standing comes up. Of course, if standing is difficult for you for whatever reason, physically, balance-wise, no need to do it. This is just offered as an option. But I want to encourage you to, right now, bring mindfulness into your body and really notice your body as it's sitting here seated. And as I said, particularly notice if there's any response to the concept of standing, the idea of standing, resistance or interest. But making sure that there's a real establishment of mindfulness. Because we want to also be present in these in-between times of moving between sitting and standing. So now as I ask you to stand, be mindful of all the movements you have to make to get into the standing posture. And if you wish to stay seated, of course you can. So just finding a comfortable posture, whether you stand on your zabuton or flat on the floor, you can kind of experiment in these first few minutes of the meditation to see which is more grounding for you. So you can step on and off your cushion just to see what works best. Find the way that you can stand that feels easy. We're not doing any energy work here. It's not qigong, it's, but you know, you, if you're familiar with those practices, you might know um, easy ways of standing. You can include those, but basically we're just simply standing. For most people, it's helpful to have the feet about hip width apart. Seeing that your feet are somewhat aligned straight ahead. Letting your hands, arms just rest really naturally by your sides. Taking a moment to check in the alignment of your posture. So there's a sense of uprightness in the spine, not slouching or leaning forward. Checking that the shoulders are, are dropped. And again, just like we do in the meditation, allowing the chest and belly to be soft and open. There's a sense of expansion there in the front of the chest. Letting your feet be as firmly planted on the ground as possible. Even kind of pressure on the feet. Just this full awareness of the body as it stands. Now the interesting thing about standing meditation is you can just continue whatever practice you were doing if you wish. You can just Stay aware of the breath or sounds. You can do metta practice. It's just another posture of which we can be mindful of the mind and the body. Same process as your sitting practice. Or you can do a more physical, body-based practice, a little more like we do in walking where we're really aware of the physical nature of the body, aware of the pressure on the soles of the feet. 
noticing all the movements of the muscles in the legs that are required to constantly engage to keep us standing upright. So it can be more a curiosity about the body in this posture. Just exploring the muscles, the tendons, everything that's required to have a stand. You can even get interested in the skeleton, the bones. As we stand, we're more aware of this, the earthy nature of the body that allows us to stand upright. So you can just find the practice that works for you. Noticing at the same time what's happening in the mind. How are you relating to this experience of standing? Is there curiosity, acceptance? Is it neutral? Or is there some resistance, discomfort, irritation? Noticing all of the subtle movements that are required to keep us upright. We're not standing still. The body is expressing itself with this movement of life, responding to the breath, the pulsing of the body, just the balancing that happens. If you find it's hard to feel steady, you're welcome to open your eyes, or if you're standing near a chair or a wall and it's helpful, you can use that for your balance. Just really staying engaged, staying present for the body in this standing posture. Seeing if there can be a degree of relaxation. Trying not to have the knees unnecessarily locked and tight. Some softness there. Noticing if any tension is building up that you can release and relax around. Seeing if this can be a comfortable posture. There can be a sense of ease in the standing.
Noticing if any tension has built up in any part of the body, the face, the shoulders, the belly. Allowing that to soften, relax, open. For the remainder of the the period, if you wish, you can continue standing and just sit whenever you feel that that would be most supportive of your mindfulness. Otherwise, you can just sit down using full mindfulness of the body, resuming the seated posture, staying standing if you wish for as long as feels right and sit down at any point during the rest of the period.
couple of a couple of years ago, Guy Carroll and I took a trip through Northern California and stopped in at the um, forests of the giant redwoods. It's really quite an amazing experience to walk among those huge trees. I was actually reminded of that this morning as I looked out and you were all standing there. <laughs> it really felt like this beautiful forest with that same sense of stillness but aliveness. So it was, it was quite impressive to see. So I hope that this was an inspiration to include some standing meditation in your practice. As I said, as an antidote for the sleepiness or restlessness can be helpful. It can just be helpful to give the body another posture, the tired of sitting, back, knees aching, to just stand. And you can do it in here in the hall, quietly, mindfully stand at any point. I notice we call it a sitting, don't we? Maybe we have to change that now. It's a, also a standing. Stand at any point for as long as feels supportive of your practice and then quietly sit down again. So you can be creative with that. Periods that are scheduled for walking, you could do more standing or just incorporate it into the walking period. We find ourselves standing at the beginning and end of each uh, section of our walking path. can extend those periods. A lot of ways you can include the standing into your practice. And I also want to mention lying down meditation. Again, it's a posture we often find ourselves in. Uh, to bring mindfulness into that is really going to extend our practice. So as you lie down at night, getting ready to go to sleep and find you're not going to sleep straight away, or you wake up in the morning, perhaps not quite ready to get up, can actually just continue your practice. When I'm doing that, especially if it's night at night and I'm um, tired but not quite going to sleep yet, I do a very spacious uh, breath meditation. Don't get too focused or too tight. Kind of a whole body breath meditation, making the breath a little deeper so it's more relaxing. That's what works for, for me, but you can explore. If you're lying down to take a nap in the middle of the day, Again, can continue the mindfulness instead of spilling over into fantasies and daydreams. I actually have one teacher who encourages everyone to do a period of lying down meditation a day just to encourage mindfulness in that posture, but also so we can get to know what it's like to practice when the body is really relaxed and comfortable. If you're going to do that, obviously the intention then is not to fall asleep, so couple of things people find helpful. Sometimes it's just to prop the arm up like that. So um, it, it's a reminder if it starts to fall over, you know you're, you're drifting. Some people find they need to do a little more energetic practice lying down. So a body scan is sometimes a helpful thing to do where you move your attention systematically but very gently through the body. So again, you can just explore different ways of including the lying down practice in your day. Okay, are there any questions this morning? Yes. Um, sometimes, what I find, uh, there's kind of a precursor to a thought, right? a little energy blast. Mm-hmm. 
So the, the question or the observation is sometimes before a thought, there's a little energy blip that he can notice the thought hasn't formed yet. Um, is that the intention before a thought? <coughs> Possibly it is. I know what you're talking about, that you can be... A, sorry. Could I just add? Yes. It's almost like you know, that energy blip is the thought thought out, but just not... Not unpacked. Not unpacked. Yes. Right. So it's the whole thought. Yes, it's right the there. There's that en- thought energy. Yes. Yes. So we can have this experience where we notice this energy prior to a thought. And it's like in that, you know, there's an intuition of what the thought is going to be about, but we always unpack it and then often get lost in it. The mindfulness can really show us that quite clearly, this thought energy. And sometimes the the awareness of that is enough for that just to release. You can really see that happening. And it's actually quite a relief when that does happen. And again, like I was talking about last night, we see we don't really need to unpack it. The, 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 the knowing is there in that energy and can just let it subside. It's the mind wanting to, as it does, get in there and, and investigate and break things apart and know what's happening that, that kind of engages us in that thinking. But as our practice uh, deepens and the mind gets a little quieter, we can just see it. My image of it is kind of like a bubble rising up through a lake or even mud. And if you notice that it, it just disperses. Because it doesn't have to come into form. And I don't think anything is lost. I don't think we're missing anything. So really to notice what it's like when you have that experience, you bring your awareness to it. And if there's a sense of just... Um, acceptance or you know presence there isn't the need there isn't the grasping on to the thought then and it can just dissipate without even forming into words yeah thank you So is it just a retreat-only experience, this subtle awareness of thought, can it happen outside? I'm sure it can happen outside if we're paying enough attention. But most of the time, there's so much stimulation and our thoughts are just tumbling over each other that there's not the space to notice that. But, you know, you can notice this kind of energy. I always think of it, you know, Bruce said the thing about the child going to the top of the slide, this kind of arousing of energy. You can feel the impulse. If the mindfulness is there, it can it can just be let go of. So it is possible, just much more difficult. And that's why it's so helpful and interesting to train here on retreat with these supportive conditions so we can actually see this nature of thought. Again, as I was talking about last night, we have such a... Um, urgency usually around our thing you know because I'm thinking it it must be true and it's worth saying and it's worth preserving and it's worth recording and it's worth everyone else knowing about (laughs) I would question that assumption you know if we really look at again start to look at our mind see how crazy it is and even a lot what comes out of our mouths like the thing I said last night which I didn't mean to say You really are a high priority for us. <laughs> I just meant we weren't obsessing about you. That's why mindfulness is helpful sometimes. <laughs> in the Dharma talk. Yes. Well, I 
question? Do you have any advice on the proper posture for standing meditation? Advice on the proper posture for standing meditation. I'm not an expert in body, you know, people who've done qigong or other kind of body-based practices. I just gave the simple guidelines that work for me. Relatively straight and upright, the, the head not leaning forward, shoulders not hunched, but relatively back so the chest is open, feet hip width apart, arms just resting naturally by your sides. But I think each of us has developed a different body structure and, and there can be ways that you need to adjust for that. I would just experiment. You know, the longer you do it, the more you'll find a comfortable posture. And like anything, at first it can be really challenging. I mean, doing a period of standing makes sitting look pretty good, doesn't it? It's like, ah, oh, I get to sit again. You can really develop those muscles. Anything that we don't do, the body isn't used to, just the same as we have to get used to sitting. So the same with the standing. I mean, if it was, I was really appreciating the number of people, you know, who stayed on for whatever length and some through the whole sitting. And there was some challenge probably in that if you haven't done it for a while. What I noticed for myself is, you know, as I would feel a little uncomfortable and there'd be this thought, oh, I could just sit. And I'd look at my experience and go, what's actually uncomfortable? Or what's different from how it was a minute ago when I didn't have the thought to sit? And there wasn't much different. It was really more of a mental relationship to the standing. Or some, like I, again, I was talking about last night, that sitting would be better than stand, standing, that I would be happier sitting. But when I would question that, there wasn't any real justification for that. I was actually quite comfortable standing. My feet got, you know, I could feel the solidity in my feet, but apart from that, it was quite okay. So I would just explore it and, you know, the more you do it, the more the body will adjust and find its own natural balance in it. It's something I think we need to explore. And also, as I said, I think in the standing, we're not standing still. We really, I think it's helpful to allow the body to make those little adjustments and find its natural balance. And it, the body will respond to the life that's in there, the breathing and the pulsing, the muscles. So just make it an exploration. I, I can't say more than that. Yes? I have a question about what you said about the, the little motions and adjustments mm -hmm. that I find in sitting, too. Mm -hmm. uh, would you say that we would want to be aware of the urge to make that adjustment before we made the adjustment? And I find, you know, in sitting especially, but even in walking and even standing, the body starts to incline one way or the other. Yes. Right, a natural response. So she's asking a question about the natural movements that come, especially in the standing, but even in the sitting or the walking. Should we notice the intention before those movements? We'll actually give intention, do a whole guided meditation on it in the next day or so. Um, so someone will talk more about that. Again, there's intention before virtually every action that we take maybe every action that we take, some of the subtlest ones, you know, I don't know about, but uh, the grosser movements, yes, there, there are intentions before those, and it can be really helpful to notice them. But we don't want to drive ourselves crazy with trying to pay attention to all of that. It's just too much because it's there all the time. Intention is one of the universals that's always there in mind moments. 
So for me, I look to where intention is obvious and it's making a change or a shift that I can really be aware of. So in sitting, I think it is helpful to notice the intention to adjust, to scratch, to itch, to you know, change the posture in those gross ways. In the standing, it's much more um, a natural response to the body and the, the balance that's needed. And I don't think so helpful those kind of things to notice the intention. If you were really going to you know, shift strongly from one foot to the other or make a big uh, movement of the shoulders, perhaps you could notice the intention that would be helpful. But I think the other instance you gave um, sounded like you're out walking and you'll notice the body is leaning and you'll come back. That I think is really helpful to notice the intention, if you can. When you're working with intention, you don't, as I said, want to drive yourself crazy with it, but it's like the, the thought process that we can, if we notice that about to moment, yes, be right there with it, and because that's what gives us the choice point. That's what's so powerful about intention is, do I make this movement or not? And if I choose to do it, can I do it with mindfulness? So it is an important place of practice. Okay, we need to finish. I have just one announcement for this morning. Another little bit of yogi excitement is about to happen. Um, hopefully not too disturbing. You might see some vans outside and some men in, I think they're in uniforms going around. They're testing the um, security systems, the fire alarms, the fire alarms. And so they will actually do a physical test. They told us they wouldn't do it during the meditation so we wouldn't all jump out of our skins. But <laughs> sometime after this sitting, if you hear a brief sounding of an alarm, that's just them testing. If you hear an extended sounding of an alarm, that's not a test, you should respond. And I presume you were given instructions about gathering outside and waiting to be counted or whatever, but hopefully it's just going to be a test today, but it will be quite loud. You will notice it. Just notice hearing. Okay. What? No? They don't talk about what to do if there's a fire? Okay. They did. To gather on the front lawn. They were. They, they did. Okay, it's another perfect day to practice.